Hey, welcome to Tune Time, bringing you Newcastle United news and discussion. So, um, I was thinking, I was watching some Champions League football today. Well, not today, yesterday, I mean. I was unable to watch tonight's uh, round. I was watching the Bayern first Barcelona game yesterday. And I was thinking about how how much everything has changed. And watching those players play the high levels of skill, technique, you know, ambition on the ball. You know, just the risk that they took and the, the ability that was shown. And seeing just the way those teams played. Obviously, Newcastle aren't nowhere near those, those levels, but we play with that type of bravery, as we've seen this season so far, that Eddie Howe wants the team to attack and play front foot football as much as it is possibly possible at this moment in time with the current personnel. And he's trying to extract everything from them and push them to their limits in terms of fitness intensity and the way they um, approach the game and I was just thinking this is just a total turnaround and to think that Newcastle is now an ambitious team from top to bottom well, when you see them on the pitch some people will say oh these players um, some of them are limited or the, the squad lacks depth but one thing doesn't lack is um, bravery and heart and watching watching them this weekend is going to be a a great spectacle especially for Eddie Howe as he gets to face his, um, his former team and to show what how much he's grown from that he, he showed that experience that he had with Bournemouth it's um, legendary to those fans and just in football league history with everything that he done with them it's just a uh, to take them from the position they were in and get them into the Premier League and keep them steady within the league for I think it was five years it's, uh, it shows the level of skill and ambition in him to continue to try and get the most out of himself and his, his staff you know it's because when I hear like some of the calls or some of the pundits when they talk about him, it's um it's quite disappointing to be honest. It's almost like they want him to be failed just to be pushed aside. I remember I think it was Gary Neville talking about how Eddie Howe will probably have to make way for like a Pochettino or someone like that in a couple of years if Newcastle want to push on and my thinking was well how can you say something like that how can you say that he doesn't have the ability to um, produce when it matters you know I don't think Pochettino's he won a major trophy with Tottenham Hotspurs yes he got them to the Champions League final and that is a great achievement especially on the budget that they had at the time but he never got them any silverware so what does that mean how can I play? How can a manager prove himself unless he's given the opportunity? Eddie Howe has been given the reins by um, Amanda Staveley, PIFN, the Rubin family, and for now, 
he's been proving that he's a very successful uh, acquisition by the group, you know, by the ownership group. So I don't understand where that type of thinking comes from. I know I've just gone a bit off tangent, to be honest, but it's just something that annoyed me last week. It's, it's that type of thinking. It's that short-termism in football. And, and seeing Graham Potter now at Chelsea, I, want, I wonder what's going to happen with him. And I kind of worry whether it's going to be a thing where Chelsea continue with their hair-trigger approach in terms of um, coaching staff. It's worked for them. They've won a lot of trophies when they were under Abramovich before the forced sale to Tad Bowley. But I don't know whether it's sustainable. And Graham Potter showed when he was at Brighton that he was building something. Fair enough, they didn't have the the funds to continue, you know, giving him the support he needed. So that's why he went to Chelsea. They've the OG sitting atop the football pyramid. They've got a lot of revenue coming in. They can spend a lot on players and wages and facilities. You know, they've got the best staff, doctors, and you know, coaches, everything. They got an excellent academy, which uh, Brighton did benefit from when they got a Tarek Lamptey, to be honest. So it's um it's in, it's gonna be interesting over the next couple of years to see what happens. I believe Eddie Howe, I think he can be the manager for Newcastle. To be honest, I was skeptical when they first came. I I thought, well, the way he ended at Bournemouth, I don't know whether he just the tune he couldn't get a tune out of that squad anymore. But I I, I think I remember hearing that he had quite a bad time in terms of injuries. Bournemouth did. And they came out after um, after the pandemic break. They came out very slow. It's uh, it was just one of those things. But I, I, I when he came initially, I had worries about his ability to set up the team defensively, as well as um, the acquisitions that Bournemouth had made. But I don't know if that was totally upon him. And it seems that even though he does recommend players at Newcastle. It's very much a thing where it's by committee where he re- recommends the positions and he says he said what type of characters he wants in his squad and they've come to their consensus where they're identifying players who have the correct character as well as the correct ability to come to Newcastle and continue to show their ability and improve which Eddie Howe has been showing that that he's that is one of his major assets as a coach they can improve players and coach a team to set them up to be attacking and um, self so even if we do concede we can come back and if we do go ahead we're not going to sit back you know that he's got an approach where he wants to make certain he gets a win and I really feel like he's the manager going forward at least he deserves the opportunity especially from the hole that he dragged Newcastle from. You know, it was, um, people were pointing to the money that was spent, but to me that's a load of nonsense. Yes, money was spent, but it was to fix a lot of holes. You know, it's it's like saying, oh, um, 
Newcastle were fine. All he did was give uh, the the boat a, a lick of paint. No, there were gaping holes in in the squad. You know, he's he was very um, dilapidated. Basically, he's malnourished. The squad, everything, everything about Newcastle at that time. You know, there's still a lot of work that's been done behind the scenes to fix the rot that had set in from the previous regime. And he's not credited enough for what he's done. Especially by pundits who are saying that he's going to be replaced by someone like Pochettino if Newcastle wants to go forward. And I really do, I don't feel that's the case. He was given a longer contract for a reason. That he reflects the values of the ownership group and the ambitions that they have. And they can see his plan and what he wants from them and from the playing staff that he has the standards he set himself and uh, the standards that the players expect every day that when they're going i mean i read something from dan burn where, where he was talking about how coming from brighton to newcastle the intensity of training was, was higher than he experienced previously as well as um that every day there's a new training setup there's new innovations that eddie Howe brings and he's always got something new to work on and a fresh approach to the game or a tactical um problem was how he wants them to play so that that's going to garner well in terms of um his profile within the game because Getting players who are internationals will be they will be willing to speak to other players and say, listen, if you come to Newcastle every day, you're going to find something new from Eddie Howe. Fair enough, he doesn't have the profile in the worldwide game, but if Newcastle can get higher quality players into the squad, they're going to be the advertisement as well. You know, they're going to go out there and say, listen, if you come here, this is how we train. This is how we this man is doing things you are going to be in a, in a club that's ex extremely ambitious as well as innovative and is trying to play football in a positive way and that's what young players want they want that opportunity to showcase their ability especially in a team that's going to give them chances to, um, to continue to get stats basically you know to build up their CVs because at the end of the day, the players are selfish and they have to be, they're, they're in a trade. So they have to get as much money as they can. It's unfortunate at times, but that is the reality of it. It's a business, it's show business basically. So they're in entertainment, they have to entertain people and they have to get the most out of it as possible. And anyhow, I know he understands that part of that element as much as everyone knows football from being a child and everything and and that um, passion you have for it there's also the business element and he's the man who's showing that he can make a team that's strong defensively but also very attractive on the eye that's why I was talking earlier about the Champions League football that um, the way Newcastle are starting to play that it's looking looking very positive in terms of our ability to attract players going forward look we managed to go and get someone like alexander isaac so that's already raised the profile of the club even more 
never, you know, in terms of players being willing to come and play with someone like him. Looking at the players as well, going into this weekend for the game against Bournemouth, um, I heard that the training at the, at the training ground that uh, six players didn't train today. It's uh, players who are already on the, on the risk list in terms of injuries in Sam Matsuman, Bruno, G and Callum Wilson, but also Miguel Armoron, um, Jacob Murphy and his other player and Paul Domet. Yeah, those three players as well weren't uh, available in the training pitches that were shown. So it's a bit of a concern, but I think he'll have a plan. It may also be a bit of um, uh, gamesmanship by Eddie Howe in terms of uh, trying to unsell Bournemouth in terms of their planning for their setup on on Saturday. So we'll have to wait and see. I think that at least that matchman should be available unless he's had a setback, which can happen at the best of times so we'll see and there's also been a rumour of uh, Newcastle being linked to a young player from Australia it's uh, Galang Kual he's a young 17 year old so we'll have to wait and see if that gets whether he gets signed up but he won't be able to play for Newcastle for a while as um, he's unlikely to, unlikely to be capable of qualifying for a work permit so he'll probably have to go out on loan and uh, that's what I've seen in terms of news I might start doing a little bit of a Champions League review as well because I am just, just interested in football or sports in general to be honest so um, yeah you may see a bit more posts about um, football in general but it's going to very much be Newcastle oriented as always on Toon Time that, that is the main focus just now and again if I might see a player that um, that's interesting just you may see a retweet if I see someone do something uh, spectacular and as we know now we're, the club is extremely ambitious and the sky's the limit so there's a uh, a lot more scope for Newcastle to buy players of high quality. So um, yeah, just join us on Twitter at TuneTime1892 or on the YouTube for TuneTime. We're on other social media platforms as well. You normally find us on the TuneTime. So f thank you once again for listening. Wherever you are, have a good morning, afternoon, evening or night. Peace.